You're listening to Talk Talk. In this edition of Talk Talk, I will talk about Karl Popper's contributions to the philosophy of science. What makes a theory scientific and what is the principle of falsification? Listen to find out. Sir Raymond Karl Popper is considered to be one of the most influential philosophers of the 20th century. And of course it is difficult, if not impossible, to summarize his contributions in only a few minutes. Maybe I'll start out by giving you a brief biographical overview over his life. Popper was born in 1902 in Vienna, Austria, and with the rise of Nazism in Germany and Austria, he emigrated to New Zealand. Later, he went to Great Britain, where he spent most of his life teaching at the London School of Economics. Popper contributed greatly to the philosophy of science and published a notable book on the issue called The Logic of Scientific Discovery in 1934. He was also a political philosopher. One of his most well-known books on the issue is The Open Society and Its Enemies, which was published in 1945. Popper died at the age of 92 in 1994. Now what were his contributions to the philosophy of science? I think that I need to start at the beginning here. Popper was living at a time when Albert Einstein formulated his theory of relativity. Popper was highly fascinated by the progress of science. Einstein formulated his special theory of relativity in 1905 and then the general theory of relativity by 1915. At that time, Einstein did not yet have experimental evidence for his theory. His theory made predictions, but the actual test to see if the predictions are correct was not performed yet. Einstein's theory could be tested a few years later during the total solar eclipse of 1919. So Popper was of course excited to find out if Einstein's theory will be proven correct or not. If the outcome of the experiment confirms the theory, then the theory will be strengthened. If not, Einstein's theory will be abandoned. Well, the experiment did confirm the theory, but this was probably not the main point. Popper knew that the scientific community would have abandoned Einstein's theory if the outcome would not have met the predictions. This is how science works and how it should work. If the theory fails to make correct predictions, then you have to replace the theory. This is what you call scientific progress. You replace old theories with better ones. According to Popper, scientific theories cannot give you certainty. The 1919 solar eclipse did prove Einstein's theory of relativity correct, but maybe in the future another experiment will prove the theory wrong. In this case, the theory of relativity will be falsified and it is necessary to search for a new theory that is able to explain both the old and the new experimental results. As a matter of fact, even hundreds or thousands of proofs are not enough to ultimately prove a theory absolutely correct. You can never be certain. Maybe the next experiment will prove the theory false. One single experiment is enough to falsify a theory no matter how many times the theory has been proven correct before. Naturally, one has to be a bit careful here. Some theories are very well established already, and it is quite possible that the experimental errors give the appearance that a theory is wrong. 
So it is not wise to jump too early to conclusions and to throw an established theory overboard too quickly. I would like to illustrate the principle of falsification with an example. Our theory? All swans are white. Now if you go out to the lakes and rivers you can find plenty of evidence for this theory. With every white swan that you find your theory becomes stronger. Maybe you have already investigated all the 5000 swans in the area and came to the conclusion that your theory is indeed, quote, correct. But how many swans do you have to find to reach absolute certainty? You have to investigate not only all living swans, but also all swans of the past and of the future as well, something that you cannot do. But only one single swan of a different color will prove your theory wrong. Only one experiment showing the opposite is necessary to prove the theory false. And indeed, there are black swans in Australia. Your theory now has to be replaced by a newer, more general theory. Quote, All swans are white, except the swan Cygnus atratus of Western Australia. Now does this mean that scientific theories are not always correct? According to Popper's falsification principle, scientific theories are only correct until they are proven wrong. In his view, making mistake is a very important component of progress. A good scientific theory must be falsifiable. This means that you must be able to come up with an experiment that tries to prove the theory wrong. The statement, tomorrow it will rain or not rain, is not scientific, because it is always correct, no matter what the weather is like. On the other hand, the statement, the earth is flat, is indeed scientific, because it is testable, and in principle, you can show that the statement is false. And as we know, this has already been shown. I have experienced many times that people are afraid of formulating a clear, falsifiable hypothesis when they are designing an experiment. Especially students are concerned that their hypothesis will be proven wrong by the experiment that they are to conduct. We remember, a hypothesis is an educated guess. So what hypotheses do they come up with? Example, when I mix substances A and B together, then either they will react or they will not react. Now this is clearly not scientific and the hypothesis will always be correct, no matter what the outcome of the experiment is. Whether they react or not, the statement is always correct. Some people confuse the term falsifiability with false. A statement is falsifiable if there is the possibility to show that it is wrong. One can in principle conduct an experiment to test it. One could say that a falsifiable statement has the potential to be proven false. It does not have to be false. There seems to be also the misconception that only scientific statements have validity. The statement, I love my parents, is not falsifiable. I cannot conduct an experiment to prove it wrong. It is therefore not scientific. But I assure you that it has a very high validity for me. Or what about the statement, I love lemon ice cream. This is also not falsifiable. You cannot prove it wrong experimentally and hence not scientific. But this does not mean that it does not possess validity and that it is not correct. Back to Einstein. Is it possible that Einstein's theory of relativity will be proven false sometime in the future? 
The possibility must, of course, exist, otherwise the theory of relativity would not be scientific. And indeed, such theory replacements did already occur in the past. Well, maybe a unified theory or a theory of everything will one day replace both the theory of relativity and quantum mechanics. The only thing I wonder is if a theory that explains everything can be falsified. But I think that could be the topic of a different edition. And now to a question that some of you are already burning to know the answer of. Is the falsification principle falsifiable? I once read, I don't know if it's true, that Karl Popper used to kick his students out of the classroom for asking such a question. The falsification principle is, what its name says, a principle and not a scientific theory. No, the falsification principle itself is not falsifiable. It is not scientific. It belongs to meta-science or philosophy. Don't forget, the scientific method, hypothesis, experimentation, observation, conclusion, is also not falsifiable. Still, it is used by scientists on a daily basis. I think our time is slowly running out again. And if time is running out, it's time for a little quote. But I had somewhat of a difficulty deciding between two quotes, so I'll just tell you both of them. The first one is by Karl Popper himself. Good tests kill flawed theories. We remain alive to guess again. And the second one is anonymous. Theory guides. Experiment decides. You can listen to more episodes at www.toktalk.net. That's www.toktalk.net. My name is Oliver Kim, and I wish you a nice day.